Scrappers on Braca reported a power search on a Jedi cruiser. Send a scout team. We'll need more than that. It's Clone Force 99. Admiral Rampart, the clones of Experimental Unit 99 are highly skilled assets. It would be most beneficial to have them returned alive. I have no interest in a group of rogue clone deserters. If you find them on Braca, terminate them. Vartigar, welcome to the 65th Ion Engine crashing episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. We wouldn't be here without you. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Hit me up with all your scathing diatribes. I want to hear them. I want to read them. I want to share them on the show. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, if possible, or so inclined, and listening on Apple Podcasts. Please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are the best way to help support small, independent podcasts like us and help us stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. That is the evil algorithm, the tyranny of the algorithm. Without you, we can't get that done. All right, we are here for another Bad Batch Friday episode review, and, and spoilers will abound, as usual, but we're going to get to him early in this show, because that's just how we're going to roll, because I, 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 we just we just have to talk about it, because it's so freaking awesome. This episode, I absolutely loved it so, so much, uh, particularly the end, when one of my personal favorites made their triumphant return to Star Wars animation, and uh, yes, I'm talking about our favorite Duros. I am talking about Cad Bane. Woo! Did you see that one coming? I didn't see that one coming, but I loved it so, so much. What a delight. If you're listening back on, on the the Clone Wars Rewatch podcast, uh, you know, we're in Season 2, and we spent a big chunk of time at the beginning of, of those recaps, of those rewatch episodes, uh, talking about Cad Bane and just how much I dig that character, his uh, Lee Van Cleef vibe, you know, dirt, you know, good, the bad, the ugly, the whole Western kind of vibe, cowboy, gunslinger thing he gives off. I dig it so much. And boy, did they use that to maximum effect in this episode. Holy smokes, was I excited for this one. All right, and in case, <laughs> I guess I should tell you what episode. We should do the breakdown. We should get into the, the, the credits proper on this one. Let's kind of give you like the little, the, the little uh, you know, you know you know what part I'm talking about right here. And this is where we tell you all the good stuff, all right? Season 1, Episode 8, Reunion. Original air date today, June 18th, 2021. Directed by Stuart Lee. Written by Christian Taylor. Story editor Matt Mishnovitz. Once again, uh, our plot for this episode, The Batch finds themselves cornered on treacherous terrain. And boy, were they cornered on treacherous terrain. What a great action-packed episode of the, of the 
not of the, the podcast is action packed too. But the Bad Batch today was just wow, wow, wow. You know, we we sort of maintained the similar story front like like in previous weeks. Uh, not, you know, not so much of a B story going on here. Like, yes, we cut back and forth to uh, to Camino and and we followed Crosshair for a little bit, but it's all A story in this one. It's all the same thing. It's woo, and it's so so good. Uh, let's get into it before we, before we get to the discussion proper. I do want to announce our cast for this episode, uh, and because hey, they deserve it. D. Bradley Baker once again as the Bad Batch and the Clone Troopers. Michelle Ang is Omega. Corey Burton back as Cad Bane and Scrapper Number Three. Tina Huang is ESO Two. Ness Batista is ESO Three. Daheli Hall is ESO Four. Bob Bergen is Lama Su, aka or also Scrapper Two. Gwendolyn Yeo is Nalase, Nasher Dalal is Scrapper 1, and Vice Admiral Rampart. Rampart returns in this episode, how about that? Still not, still not. We, we still don't know too much about that character, but uh, I, I'm wondering if maybe that will change now that we're in the, in the back half here. And Seth Green once again returns to voice Toto 360, Cad Bane's little droid. Uh, what a woo, 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 I can't wait to talk about this one. Are you guys as excited as I am? I love this episode. This might be one of my favorite episodes yet of the show. Uh, just so much good, act, good, good action stuff, and a lot of a lot of things to discuss. And I can't wait to do that. But you know what you have to do first? It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. I don't know which way to cut next. Better get it right. Three, two, one. Obviously not that one. Too late. Run for it. Why didn't it explode? Because it's a smoke bomb! Alright, you probably remember at the end of last week's episode, the Batch was detected by the Scrappers Guild, and they were going to report them to the Empire. Well, that's exactly where we pick up with the Empire fielding that report. We go back to Kamino, where the clone clone forces are, are, are still headquartered and hunkered down. Crosshair reports into Vice Admiral Rampart, who you will probably also remember... He is the one who started the the, uh, the chain tags, and he is also the one of the biggest proponents of replacing the clones with a conscripted military, a, a recruited military. You know, they they're there because they want to be there. They weren't born into it like the clones are, and uh, he has no interest in recovering Clone Force ninety nine, taking them prisoner, bringing them back, uh, despite the protests of Lama Su, the the Kaminoan cloner. The, the prime minister of Kamino, if you will. Uh, so he dispatches the he dispatches Crosshair to eliminate them, to take care of them, to get them out of the way. And uh, Crosshair is going to take a sizable force with him. You know, not just the three troopers he's got in his his ranks. You know, his sort of replacement Clone Force ninety nine. No, 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 no. And by the way, his replacements are not clones. They are the first of the conscripted soldiers of the Empire. Uh, but they're bringing a lot of backup with them because they know Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch, is big trouble. And you can't just dismiss that trouble. So they're, they're going to be on their way, and we go back to Bracca. That's where we find the Bad Batch. They're still on Bracca. We catch up with Omega and Wrecker. Uh, Wrecker's teaching Omega how to, how to disable and to reassemble. I guess it's mostly disable. They've broken down a thermal detonator into its all of its parts, and now you're, they're gonna Omega. It's up to Omega to disarm it. Except it's not a thermal detonator; it's just a smoke grenade. Uh, and we have uh, hilarity ensues. And it's up at that point that we need to get them back. Echo shows up. They're gonna go back to the Jedi cruiser because uh, uh, 
Hunter has a plan to get some credits, but on the way back, that's when they detect the observation of the Scrapper's Guild, and that's the little clip we're going to play right now. Check it out. We've got eyes on us. Yeah, I see them. How many? At least three. Stay casual. Ricker, you ready? Waiting on you. And it's action time. Sunblast. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Record grabbing their hovercraft, pointed away. Going on a little bit of adventure. That's not comforting. Echo, get a visual. I'm on it. We'll stop it right there. We don't need to play the whole the whole sequence. But eventually they are able to stun and uh, eliminate the threat of that uh, of that Scrapper Guild member. And uh, it's a fun sequence, again, but it's also showing us right away that the action is becoming fast and furious. And, and there's only a little bit of a pause uh, between this moment of action and when uh, the Imperial forces led by Crosshair arrive to deal with the Bad Batch. And... Uh, it's a neat episode. I like this one. There's a lot of little character moments in here that I want to talk about. Uh, one of which is is uh, is Echo. Echo seems to be a little bit different uh, since the encounter with Rex in the last episode. Sort of reminded of the fact that uh, just because he is part of Clone Force 99, he's not necessarily, you know, one of the sort of deviant members. You know, he he's a reg. He went through a lot of trauma and a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, um, a lot of stuff, and he is—he's changed, but he's still a reg at heart. And and I think hanging around with the Rex in last week's episode is a, is a reminder to him of being a soldier and getting back into the fight because he sees Rex is still fighting for the Republic, and he's not not joining this empire. He's fighting against it, still hiding, holding up to the ideologies, the principles of the Republic. And Echo wonders why they're not doing that, and he he questions Hunter about that. And uh, that's a scene I want to play, but I'm not quite there yet, so. We'll talk about that down the road. Yeah, and then another little interesting sequence uh, is when they're on the ship and they're attempting to recover uh, the data core so that they can sell that. This is after Hunter has explained the plan. They're going to recover a lot of materials on here and, and become basically financially independent, pay off their debts to, to Sid, and, and be able to strike out on their own. They're going to they're gonna salvage this Jedi cruiser from the Scrapper's Guild, which you can't imagine the Scrapper's Guild is going to like that. And again, they've already ratted out them out to the Empire, so what else are they going to do? Uh, but it's an interesting plan, but as, that is why Echo kind of questions it. It's like, why are we not just going with Rex and doing, you know, going getting back into the fight? Uh, but Hunter says that they have different priorities now, and I think that's going to come to a head at some point where there has to be a conversation. You know, we talked about it, you know, a few episodes back. What is the Bad Batch's mission statement going to be going forward? And I don't think Hunter's quite come to the conclusion. He hasn't made the decision yet of what that's going to be. But I think after the events of this episode, it certainly is going to help. Help push him in one direction or the other. Um, the other, the other little bit of a of of relationship I wanted to note. You know, obviously we see Omega and Wrecker once again. They, they seem to be the most, the two most childlike characters doing the most childlike things, right? Uh, you know, sort of teaching Omega, but sort of having fun at the same time, which is is Wrecker's bag. Uh, you know, kind of an overgrown child that he is himself. Uh, and then, but when they're on the bridge, when Tech and Omega are on the bridge trying to recover that data core, it's interesting to note 
uh, Tech is sort of like the most removed from Omega. He is a very sort of, well, you can't say very sort of. That's not a good way to start a sentence. <laughs> but he's very distant from Omega in a lot of ways. He's, he's like the one member of the group who hasn't really bonded or connected with her. You know, Echo has to a certain extent, uh, but because I think he's a bit of a reg, he doesn't feel like that need to bond with her quite as strongly as maybe Hunter and, and Wrecker and, and them have adopted her as, as, as this sort of like a stepsister, as a, a foster sister, basically. Mia, because she's a clone, and she's a very different clone much like they are. But I think this also highlights the, the difference between Echo as a reg. But you have to look at the social um, outcastness of, of Tech at this point and wonder why he hasn't had sort of like that bonding moment with Omega. He seems willing to teach her things, uh, but he's a very emotionally distant uh, clone trooper. And, and uh, you wonder if that's going to change at some point or if it's just because his fascination with information technology is, is all just all-consuming. All right, so let me go ahead. We're going to go back a little bit. I want to play that, that section where the, where the Batch is talking. They're making their plans to, to recover weapons and technology from the Jedi cruiser here, and, and you'll hear Echo's objections like we mentioned, and I think, it's, I think it's really interesting stuff, so I wanted to play it for y'all. Check it out. How? Tech, what's the potential hole inside this cruiser? My scans indicate the armory and artillery bay have not been fully offloaded. The Dianoga must have kept the scrappers away. Pause right there. Dianoga. Confirmation that we were right last episode. That was indeed a Dianoga. So, I... Yay. Yay to us, who, who believed and knew that it was a Dianoga. Alright, let's check out the rest of the scene. Just a few of those weapons should clear our debt with Sid. We're soldiers, not arms smugglers. That's Echo. There's no Republic for us to rely on anymore. We're presented with an opportunity here. We have to take it. I would also add that the intel from the bridge's central system has the potential to be worth far more than any weapon. Ah, uh, not to me. Tech, <laughs> get to the bridge, get the power online, and whatever intel you can gather. Uh, what do we do about them? We'll grab what we need and be gone before they even wake up. Alright, so the Batch is going to go about their job. Like I said, Echo puts up a little a bit of a protest. Uh... And I think he puts up more a little bit later, so we'll check that out when we get to it. Check. It. Don't worry about that. All right, so here's the extended bit of that conversation. They're down in the hole. They're recovering the weapons. They found a box of thermal detonators. They got some proton torpedoes. All kinds of good stuff that they're going to be able to sell. And Hunter and Echo are going to have a little bit of a chat. Uh, you know, more of a chat about, about their role and what they're doing. Check this out. With a hole like this, Siddle owe us for a change. If we'd left with Rex... We wouldn't have to owe Sid at all. He's on a different path than us. Hunter, we're soldiers. What other path is there? It's definitely something for Hunter to think about. Very much so. Uh, at, at This time is also when Echo calls for Omega to come help him on the bridge. I think it's because he knows Omega is obviously the, most, the next most tech-savvy person on the, uh, on the squad, on the team. Uh, there's an interesting part here, too, while they're on the bridge, where Omega looks out over the wreckage of all these starships and attempts to ask uh, Tech about the war and, you know, what was it like. And he gives a very, you know, by-the-number sort of answer about, like, you know, mission parameters and blah, blah, blah. It's a very cold, calculated, almost like a robotic sort of answer as opposed to, like, the emotion and the, the turmoil and toll that it took 
uh, on on potentially on his psyche or uh, you know even even in a, in a physical sense. Uh, but I like the way that Omega sort of surveys the damage and and sort of I think you can tell she's sort of calculating the the just massive loss of life that must have occurred during the Clone Wars. Very very cool little 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 moment for the character. Why is this button blinking? That's the proximity sensor. It signals when there's an approaching vessel. It's most likely a short circuit. Hunter, we've got company. Is it more scrappers? No, it's the Empire. All right, so the Empire's arrived on Bracca. They're here to deal with the Bad Batch, and it's going to get crazy. Like I said, wall-to-wall -wall action in this episode, and I loved it. I loved it so much. What did you, I, I, I want to talk to you all about what you thought, uh, but we have to cut back because there's one more important sequence, but this time it takes place on Kamino. So let's go ahead and cut back and hear this sequence uh, because this sort of sets the stage for the, for the final, uh, final few moments, the closing moments of this week's episode, so check it out. We can no longer delay. The Empire's mission on Braca poses a threat to our contingency plan. I will have to call upon further assistance. Is that wise? We already have someone handling matters. As long as one of these bounty hunters deliver the young clone intact, that is all that should concern us. Interesting stuff there. We are still not aware of what the the young clone omega her purpose is what they want to do with her how she factors into the plans for the kaminoans kaminoans excuse me uh and and these are things that we have to know we are in we are now in the back half of the, of the season and and uh yeah it's about time for plans to start getting revealed and for us to start getting some more information some more answers on what the heck is going on you know, I, don't, I still don't think we know for sure if this is going to be a, a long-term series with multiple seasons. I suspect it is, but, I mean, there's always a possibility this is a one-off. I mean, you know, who knows? That, that seems to be the way the Marvel is rolling with their shows. Uh, but I, I doubt that, that that is the case with The Bad Batch. I suspect we will get a, several seasons of this show uh, to help kind of fill in the blanks of the rising empire and, and how we where we get to uh, – and how we get to – you know the the more familiar eras that we we are commonly associated with the films and even even you know rebels and things of that nature. So exciting stuff. But let's get back to Braca because this is where the action all kicks in. And and uh, Crosshair, he's got a plan. He knows the Batch's tactics. He knows Hunter's tactics. And he seems to be you know at least one step ahead of them, possibly two steps ahead of them at various times because the the Batch cannot seem to get away. They continue to run into. Imperial forces every turn they make, every time they think they're going to make it out, uh, Crosshair closes that entry point or exit point on them. And, you know, battle begins, it ensues. Uh, Bad Batch killing more clones. And, yeah, just like I said, just really intense action stuff. And, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's get into it. So I want to play this part. This is the first confrontation directly with Crosshair, the first time they've seen him since, uh, since the big escape. Uh, you know, back in the premiere episode, the big, the big long seventy-minute one, and uh, it's it's not the like like the episode is titled it is reunion, but I don't think it's the reunion that any one of them wanted. And we're going to talk about this scene, but I want to go ahead and play this out here. Check it out. 
Tapping our comms to track our movements. So predictable. <laughs> nice to see you too, Crosshair. Echo, scomp in and reroute reserve power to the cannons. If these cannons fire, this whole deck will collapse. Exactly. Look at you all, scavenging like rats. How pathetic. Why come after us? You're traitors. Move into position. Alright, this is where we get a great action sequence. Echo's gonna get those cannons of fire. It's gonna send the, the rusted scaffolding down upon the clone troopers, upon Bad Batch 99, but it's gonna allow them the, the a window to escape. It's a really great sequence. Uh, but, uh, you know, that scene illustrates like what we, what we talked about, how, uh, how Crosshair knows their tricks, knows their tactics, monitoring the comms, and, and is, is one step ahead of them, able to, able to get ahead of them. Uh, but the batch being, being smaller and still craftier than, than right, these, regu these reg regular clones and the Imperial forces in general uh, are able to kind of manufacture exits. And, and by the skin of their teeth, no doubt about it, it's, it's many, many close calls. And uh, we haven't even gotten to the Ion Engine just yet, but we're going to get there in a sec. Actually, we have, we have one more scene to play first uh, from the standoff against Crosshair and his forces where uh, they attempt to, to uh, persuade him with information about the chip. Check it out. Done. Crosshair, wake up. You're being controlled by an inhibitor chip. He's telling the truth. The Kaminoans put chips in all the clones. Remember what I told you in the brig? You can't help it. Aim for the kid. Boom. Rough. Your issues with me. Hurry up, not her. Systems online in three. I suggest two. you drop your one. Ah! Alright, there we go. There's the cannon firing. That's gonna allow the, the batch to make their escape. So again, we have to talk about it again. It's it sort of comes to a head in, in this in this episode a bit. You know, they present Crosshair with this information about the chip, he doesn't seem phased by it. I sort of think he's all too aware of it. I, I'm not 100% certain that the chip is what is necessarily pulling him to the Imperial side of things. Um, mostly because I think from a, from a, a, a dramatic perspective, it's, it's far more interesting to have one of your brothers be the one that's trying to hunt and kill you. And, it, and of it being of his own choice. Uh, is far more powerful than the idea that he's just simply being controlled by the inhibitor chip. Will they? Will they? Will they go that route, or will it turn out to be like once they get him in the machine and remove the chip, it, it's all good and and bad? You know, the, the Clone Force ninety nine is back together again at full strength. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't have. Um, I you know I'll be fine with that if that's the route they decide to go. But I think for uh, dramatic tension's sake, and this is an episode that is packed with dramatic tension. Uh, I think it is a, a, a much more fun and, and interesting avenue to explore if, even after he has this chip removed, he still sides with the Imperials. He still sides with the Empire because that was what... He, his view of the Republic became the Empire, and he served the Republic. Now he serves the Empire. Simple as that. And he views his brothers as traitors. Uh, it, could it be as clear-cut as that? I don't know. It's it's been very interesting. It's one of those things I want to know uh, what you all, as, as viewers of the show, what are you thinking? What do you want to see happen? What do you want to have happen? Do we want the happy reunion, or do we want more dramatic tension? Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> the, the possibilities are endless. 
So now we find ourselves, the Batch, on the run, trying to make their exit, trying to get back to their ship, make their escape. They are trying to make their way out through the back of one of the Ion engines of the Jedi Cruiser. But again, Crosshair one step ahead, knowing everything that they're going to do. And now there's time to try and double back, because Crosshair's ahead, trying to pick them off one at a time with a, with his awesome uh, you know long-range uh, sniper rifle. But he has another way of dealing with the Batch. Check it out. like the engine's coming online, but that's not possible, right? Technically it is. I restored the ship's main power core when I accessed the central system, which means the engines can be activated. Oops. Crosshair wouldn't do that, would he? How much time do we have? I estimate less than two minutes. Alright, so the batch has to... Uh, now figure out how they're going to escape from this death trap that Crosshair has them in. He's going to burn them alive in an ion engine, completely incinerate his, his brothers, people he's, he's known his entire life and has gone on countless missions with, served in the Republic with, and he's going to incinerate them with no hesitation whatsoever. Completely cold. Completely uh, uh, conflict-free about the situation. And so, again, we have to wonder, is the inhibitor in ship in that much control of him, or is that who Crosshair is? The cold, calculating uh, uh, son of a gun that uh, that will, will, you know, believes in following orders at all costs and views his brothers as traitors who deserve to die. Ooh. Ooh, it's juicy. It's so juicy. So the Batch is able to plant those thermodetonators at this point, they've basically used all the cargo, all the supplies they were planning to, to scavenge uh, and, and sell and, and pay off their debts to Sid and hopefully have enough left over to go on their own. They've had to use everything to get out of this, this, this death trap that they're now in on the Jedi Cruiser with the Imperial forces surrounding them. They use the thermal charges. They blow up a part of the section of the ion drive that they're in, of the ion engine that they're in, send it crashing down. Uh, Crosshair badly wounded in, in, in the scuffle. Uh, as as he, his forces feel the brunt of that ion engine once that cone is, is is off and they get the full force of that thing in their face for a bit. So he's in bad shape as the Batch attempts to make their escape. Hunter is attempting to go get the ship with Omega and that's when we find they aren't alone. Let's play the sequence because I love it. Report! Alright, that's Crosshair trying to call in for his troops at the, at the Bad Batch's ship. They going to investigate? Someone's here. This wasn't the scrapper's handiwork. One much work. Oh yeah. So good. Western. Omega. Classic Western. Get behind me. Cad Bane's looking good. I should pause it right here. This is the first time we're seeing Cad Bane in about nine years. Uh, if, if memory serves, he did not appear on Rebels, you know, and, and it was a couple seasons. He was not in the final season of The Clone Wars. So, yeah, it's been a stretch since we've, we've caught up with Cad Bane. And, uh, I, again, I love this character. Our, our favorite blue skin, Doros. And, uh, yeah, Lee Van Cleef inspired, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, and again, the, the Western vibes coming off of this sequence, off this scene. 
are so awesome. I love it so much. You get you get like sort of that Enrico Morricone esque music score here from Kevin Kinnear and or Kevin Kiner, and and it's just awesome. And I love Cad Bane the way he just kind of lays it all out there. Check it out. I've taken down so many clones over the years. Once you figure out one, the rest are easy. You're in for a surprise. I doubt that. <laughs> He's a bounty hunter. Ain't you smart? The kid's got it all figured out. You're in trouble now. Who hired you? Son, that's confidential information. Now hand her over. She's with us. She's not going anywhere. That's unfortunate. For you. All right, here we go. We're getting our Western stand up here. I'm going to pause it once again uh, because I do want to mention, you know, take a look at, at, at Cad Bane. His appearance is slightly different than when we saw, caught up with him last. He doesn't have the jacket anymore. And, uh, you know, he looks like he's, uh, you know, put some upgrades on as he's gotten a tad older as the, as the, the galaxy has moved on around him. But it's still as, as cunning and lethal as ever, which is just so awesome to see. And again, we're going to get the classic Western standoff here. And uh, it's not going to go... Spoilers, it's not going to go Hunter's way. Check it out. I don't even know why I'm playing it, because it's not like you can watch it. The visuals here are what you want to see. You want to see the classic standoff, the way they eye each other. Because it's the quick draw moment. Who's going to pull first? Hunter shot right in the chest plate. Alright. Sorry. And her power bow taken away. Oh, I gotta back that up though, because you gotta you gotta hear Cad Bane say his line. Sorry, lady. <laughs> and then stun blast to Omega. Really, really good stuff. I love that sequence so, so much. And that takes us to, again, the action-packed escape that the Batch must must contempt, must, must, must make to get away because uh, Crosshair is not giving up. He is relentless in the quest to find his brothers. All right, so Crosshair is going to bring his forces to bear. They're going to get to the, the shuttle. They don't know what's going on with the bounty hunter uh, at all. Cad Bane has, has maneuvered around all of them undetected. And... I love this next sequence because as we cut back to the batch, we get a first person's perspective from Hunter as he's sort of uh, revived, awoken by by tech, and they have to bring him onto the shuttle, kind of carry him onto the shuttle. And you see his point of view as he's staggering to get up the ramp onto the ship. You hear the blaster fire. You see the batch folding off enemy forces as they attempt to make their as they attempt to escape from the Empire once again. Uh, it's a really great sequence as you, as you sort of just just witness everything through Hunter's visor. I thought that was really really well done. I'd love to see more more stuff like that when when the opportunity arises. Obviously, you don't, you don't want that's not a a trick you want to overuse. But I thought it was really really effective to show just how damaged uh, uh, Hunter is after his duel with Cad Bane. And 
the batch is able to make their escape. No surprise there. But yeah, he has to tell now. He has to tell uh, the rest of his brothers that that they've they've lost their little sister. And uh, yeah, there's uh, there's feelings about that. Let's just check it out. He, he took Omega. Who? Crosshair? No. A bounty hunter. We have to find her. And there we go. That is the end of the episode. The only thing, if I were to have one criticism of this show, uh, is is that it's a bit. I don't want to say it's like The Mandalorian in a sense because it's not. They're they're very different shows, but there's 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 a similarity. There's a bit of a crossover with you know the, the batch these these un, un unprepared untrained for 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 <laughs> dealing with a child characters have to take care of a child you know that's what the bad batch is doing that's what the mandalorian had to do with 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 grogu uh and there was all the talk about how they had to put a, a pause a little bit of a delay in the kenobi series because they had to rework that script or the plot of that series and there was a lot of open speculation if if it was going to be something similar to that like like obi-wan has to rescue a young luke skywalker and you know you definitely don't want to get stuck in that rut where it's like everyone just has a kid now to to deal with, and I don't know if that's the case with Obi Wan. That is wild speculation. There may have been different reasons why those scripts had to be reworked. And again, the the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian are vastly different shows, uh, but it is one little small area of of interest. What I wanted, what I want to know is obviously because Omega is a clone herself, there is a more intimate connection. To the to the to the Bad Batch, to Hunter and Echo and Tech and and Wrecker, and and even Crosshair. So as long as we continue to explore that more fully, uh, you know, it'll it'll be easy for it for this show to distance itself or to disconnect itself from just being like, oh, these two shows are about soldiers who have to take care of kids. You know, it's it's it th- that's a very broad generalization. And like I said, I that that is not my nitpick. But if you wanted to make that nitpick, I guess I couldn't. I would argue with you. <laughs> I would try to dissuade you, but I, you know, I, I guess I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, um, um, invalidate your opinion on that. And not that I would want to, because everyone's allowed to have an opinion, and it's it's all good. We can have, uh, we don't have to agree all the time as long as we talk about it civilly and we all agree at the end of the day that we're friends. Hey, we can have different opinions and still be friends, despite what uh, the, all the news channels want want to tell you. It's okay to have different opinions and still be friends. Uh, <laughs> but that's the episode. That is episode eight. That is reunion. A really, really strong episode. This might be my personal favorite of the season thus far. This is like this is nine stars. This is nine blasters, nine uh, T-shaped visors, whatever ranking system we're using for this show. This is nine. I loved it. This was so much fun. It was so so action packed, and I can't wait to see where we go now. Again, we are on the back half of the season. Nine more to go. Eight more to go. Nine more to go. I don't know math. I don't do math. It's a podcast. I don't have time to count stuff. But yeah, we're at the half. We were past the halfway point. Next week we'll be past the halfway point. We're at the halfway point right now, and so I can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun as a as the batch has to get back, has to recover Omega, rescue Omega, and we're gonna find out what the deal is. You know, that's that's part of the plan, right? And then what are we gonna do about Crosshair? Is Crosshair gonna be rescued as well? Are they gonna remove the inhibitor chip and find out that he's uh, their friend again, or that he remains a foe? It wasn't the inhibitor chip that 
that that turned him against the batch to begin with. So that'll be exciting. I can't wait to see that. And again, there's so much more to the to the series, and I can't wait to explore all of it. Thank you so much for hanging out for that that review, and I hope you had fun with it. Uh, two little things I wanted to note, uh, just little personal things, and uh, one of those is that uh, I, I picked up the new book, the the re-release, the reissue of of Timothy Zahn's original *Heir to the Empire*, the first book in the what is known as the the Thrawn trilogy, and I mostly picked it up because I love the new cover. <laughs> I just was like, man, that cover's pretty rocking. But I think it's time to reread that series too because. Ever since reintroducing Thrawn on Rebels, and and you know reading the new Thrawn books that that Zahn is writing, I, I want to see how much of that book could still kind of work in continuity. Like obviously there's some things that have to go, but generally speaking, I think there's a fair amount of it that could re-enter the canon, and uh, may re-enter the canon via the Ahsoka Tano show that is is down coming down the pipe. From Disney Plus and, and and Lucasfilm, so so revisiting that material could be a lot of fun. I'm really really looking forward to exploring that, and you know it would also be a unique opportunity. The Ahsoka Tano show would be also be a really really great opportunity to um, reconnect with Luke Skywalker. I, I think that is something that kind of sort of has to be done. You know I don't think we can go digital Luke forever. You may have to get into recasting territory. You know, the Sebastian Stan rumors run strong, and the photoshops on the internet run strong. Is that the move? I'm not 100% sure, but I'm not against it. Uh, if we're going to tell more of Luke's stories, more of Luke's adventures, I'm definitely okay with it. I'm also okay if you just want to try and de-age, you know, Mark Hamill, bring him in, put him in whatever the Marvel uses to de-age actors. You could do that, too. I'm fine with that idea. Um, what do you all think? Would you all be okay with that? I don't know. Something to ponder. Something to ponder. Uh, and then finally, I wanted to share something else too. This is—I don't mean this to sound braggy, but I—you know—I really do still enjoy Star Wars toys. I don't pick them up very often. Um, you know, I have a handful that I get here and there. You know, like a lot of Mandalorian stuff, Boba Fett stuff, and and some occasional stuff that's in, in, that evokes the original trilogy, the original—you know, four, five, and six for me, my my original trilogy. And uh, I. I recently splurged on something. Uh, I, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I am I am a grown adult man, but I went back to to finish college a couple of years ago, and and uh, my mother in law very generously uh, at, at graduation gave me gave me some money, and I wasn't sure what to do with it. And then I saw something online. I was like, oh well, I'm gonna pre order that because that is the one thing, the one toy that I never got when I was a kid. I never got through the various reissues over the years, and now they're bringing it back again, and I'm I'm all in. I want it now, and I have I have some money burning a hole in my pocket. So I picked up the new version, the new issue, new reissue from Kenner of Slave One, and I'm so excited about having it. I really, really am. It was it was like one of the few. You know, I didn't I didn't have all the Star Wars toys as a kid. You know, but we had we had plenty. We had a lot. We had X-wings and Tie fighters and all kinds of good stuff like that. But never had Slave One, and it's it's absolutely one of my favorite things uh, uh, in in Star Wars Galaxy. And and to have the toy of it now, oh, I I can't even tell you how excited I am. And I'll post pictures of it online shortly. But it's it's a real treat to have it. And I just wanted to share that with with all you wonderful people who listen to this podcast. So. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. You are the best. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. I hope you enjoyed this one and hope you stick with us for the 
for the for the foreseeable future because we plan on having a lot of fun on this podcast not just reviewing episodes of the clone wars and the bad batch and, uh, and you know and all every star wars show ever made uh but we're gonna have other star wars discussions as well and it's gonna be a lot a lot of fun big big plans so i hope you stick with us and i hope you're having a good time with us while you're here we'll be back very soon again mondays are clone wars rewatch mondays and then we have bad batch fridays that's the plan for right now but there'll be more coming soon don't worry thank you all so much for listening hope you have a great weekend See you on Monday. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.